I'm just trying to find the balance because I've grown up watching everyone go to extremes of health, fitness, productivity. And I'm like, let's not take wellness there. And I feel like some people are. And there's some TikToks that, again, you leave thinking, oh, shit, do I need to be doing all of this stuff? You listen to podcasts and you think, do I need to take on all of your advice? And I think it's wellness. It's supposed to be small, helpful things, habits every day, not an all or nothing approach, because I think then that's, again, when we take it too far. Megan Short is a British YouTube, TikTok and Instagram creator who's been active since 2012. After sharing her entire university experience with her online audience, Megan now inspires and uplifts her community with travel, lifestyle and well-being focused content. She has created 462 videos on her channel and at the time of this podcast has 105,000 subscribers. She also hosts her own podcast called Life's Your Bitch. Hello everyone, how are we doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative where she helps viewers with tips and tricks for a healthy lifestyle without putting too much pressure on them to be perfect we sat down with megan to discuss the trials and tribulations of starting her youtube channel what tips she has for uni goers and creators and her opinion on whether influencers need more mental health and wellness support in this ever-changing and challenging industry Hello and welcome to Creator Behind the Influence, Digital Voices podcast, where we sit down with some of the world's top content creators to ask them about their journeys and insights on the industry. This should be really useful whether you're an aspiring creator yourself or if you're a marketer and looking to understand the creator economy. Please consider subscribing to our channel. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Digital Voices podcast. We have the wonderful Megan Short with us today, who is a content creator who's covered kind of everything from the age of 16 <laughs> from school university traveling post university god yeah, like, i guess <laughs> got like a hundred thousand plus followers on youtube yeah and like tiktok and instagram as well you yeah. combine it's like one hundred seventy-eight thousand followers yeah that's scary does that scare you <laughs> um i don't know it still it still doesn't feel real like, it doesn't feel like I have any followers still. Like, I don't feel like the way I've done things necessarily or, like, the things I talk about or anything has, like, changed really throughout the years. So, like, when when I'm doing things like this or someone, like, says a number to me, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, like, this is this is my job. This is what I do. This is... Yeah, if you deduplicate yours, so, like, well, yours is actually, like, two Wembley stadiums full of people. Yeah, that makes me feel sick. Yeah, cool. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, we won't line them up outside. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but someone actually met you on the way here. Yeah. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, literally just like ran up to me and she was like, you have no idea who I am. And then I was like, I always I hate assuming. So yeah. like I looked at her and she was chatting and I was like, oh, yeah. And then she was like, oh, watch your videos. So I was like, oh, thank you so much. Because I'm always scared they're just going to be like, do you know which way is? like this? Because I, I never just... And you're going to be like, sorry, I'm saying this. Yeah, do you want a picture? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Do you want a picture? No, I just really need to know how to get to the market yeah, fences. Why would I want a picture with you? Um, yeah, so that was really, really nice. That's cute. Yeah. Do they, does that happen a lot? Um, it used to happen a lot in Leeds. I went to uni to Leeds, um, in Leeds. And it used to happen a lot there. I think maybe just because... I was making content around the unis and people like knew I maybe so I ended up on the, in their algorithm somewhere. But it did happen a lot on like nights out, which they probably don't have the best memory of me. <laughs> Wait, did it change your behaviour if you knew you were probably going to meet people on nights out? Were you ever like, 
oh, I have to be like a certain way? Um, or did you just enjoy yourself? No. <laughs> You're like genuinely authentic. You're like, no, I did not moderate my behavior at all. No. There's been some, yeah, there's been some not great times. Someone, someone, we're going straight in the beginning of the podcast. Someone once, I was in like my favorite club in Leeds that everyone, everyone else in Leeds hates. But like, it's such good, like, R&B, I guess, kind of yes. music. Like, okay. where all the unarranged people go. Cool. That's so free promo, what's the name of the club? Space in Leeds. Space in Leeds. Please Shout don't out. unfollow me now, <laughs> yeah. if you. <laughs> we have someone in the background who went to Leeds and is cheering that on. So space, okay. Yeah. So you're in space. Yeah, and it was like one of the first like weeks in freshers, like in first year. And this is actually so bad. I threw up in the sink. <laughs> Oh, turned no. around and someone was like oh my god aren't you making a shot and I was like yeah <laughs> so you're like don't tell anyone I just yeah. <laughs> so yeah people catch me in my truest form sometimes but that's okay but it's funny because your content is very much like you're right it's I don't like the word authentic because I think it's overused mm-hmm. but like you are very down to earth and you're like Thanks. it feels like unpretentious and even like like your travel vlogs, they're like very much romanticizing a hostel, but you haven't just shown the beautiful images. You've shown yeah, like no. walking to the showers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like not obviously. Yeah, okay, that's not as bad. You show no, like no. walking to the shower, yeah, 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 not yeah. walking you in the shower. No. Um, <laughs> that was what I was clarifying. Yeah. But yeah, it's you're not like you're not very Instagrammy in that you're you're more I'd say you're more of a TikTok than an Instagram and because it's more authentic, you're not like aspirational and yeah, I think it's, Im- this is what I mean, like, even saying stuff like this, I like, say, oh, I think it's important, but I think I still just act like my <laughs> socials, like, just have my friends on it. Like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, like, a conscious choice yeah. to, like, post that way and to show those things. It just, like, comes naturally to show that. And I think as well, like, obviously I am aware that it's my job and some some choices might be conscious, but, yeah, I just think it's super important. And, like, when you're travelling... Like, I would personally rather watch someone's, like, if I'm going somewhere, I say this to everyone, if I'm, like, interviewing them on a podcast or whatever, I'm like, tell me the actual best and worst. Because if I'm going to go travelling and someone's, like, really romanticised this hostel and then you go and stay at it and it's not like that or, you know, like, the walks to showers, like you said, like, we're actually quite far away and just, like, (laughs) silly things like that and that travelling sometimes isn't all glamour and you can have bad days and you can do that because I don't want someone to be like, oh, I travel because of your videos, and it was nothing like you said. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not what I want to portray. Yeah, it's like, I was, like, watching, um, okay, because Amelia Liana is in, uh, who is, you know, not normally my vibe, but fine. She's in Maldives at the moment, mm. and she was posting, and, like, obviously all the outfits you prefer for the Maldives are, like, very summery and stuff, yeah. and loads of influencers are like, my Maldives outfit, and they've really romanticised it. And then she posted, and it was raining, and I was like... I'm happy I know it rains sometimes. Because yeah. can you imagine turning up and you've been told it's like the trip of a lifetime? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's yeah, it's just as important to show all of them moments and all of the downs and stuff as well. It is as well as it is the ups. Yeah. That's what makes a good trip as well. Can't have a good day without a bad day. <laughs> yes, exactly. And if, it kind of makes you appreciate the bad days a bit yeah, better. Yeah, you definitely. Know Especially when if if someone's listening, they haven't really watched my content. We were away for like prolonged periods of time and to have six <laughs> amazing weeks like throughout is just unrealistic 
And like when there is a bad day or it's raining, you're like, okay, thank God, like we can just sit here all day and like not move. Or you turn up and your hostel's not what you expect, and you're like, great, I've got to find another hotel, and it's going to take me ages to find somewhere new. Like yeah. that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, it does. So it's important. So how did you get into creating content? Long version or short version? <laughs> I've got fifty minutes. Um, okay, well we'll, we'll go for a we'll go for a medium. So my <laughs> best my best friend. Yeah. Um, Chi with a C yeah. is her handle. Um, I love Chi with a C. Yeah, she's great. But I, I'd always wanted to post content, just like you kind of said. My YouTube channel has been a thing since I was 12. Not posted on it, but been watching it. And I literally asked my mum when I was 12, I was like, can I make a YouTube channel? And she was like, you're 12. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, fair point. And I remember like screenshotting like my notes page and posting it on my Instagram being like, shall I start a YouTube channel when I was in year seven? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, do it. And my mom was like, no. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. And then I was like 15 and she was like, you should you should start that thing you wanted to do. Like I was really into like makeup. I was going to like Western Kids every Saturday. She was like, this is so fun. But then I was at the age where I was like, oh no, like now it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and then my best friend, she would see was doing all that kind of stuff, completely different angle, like comedy. Um, and then one day I was like, will you film a video with me? Like my best friend, it was when, back when like my best friend does my ASOS was like a oh, thing. Oh yeah. So she did it. And then I like, didn't really think about it because she was in it and I just posted it. And then I was like, oh, I can't really just post like one video, can I? I was like, better post next week as well. And, and I was like, oh. And did you... Okay, that's really cool. So you knew you wanted to do it from when you were young. You'd like... Yeah, it's every girl's dream job, isn't it? Really? Yeah, if you grow up with YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... And then how did... Having friends who were doing YouTube, did it shape your approach to it? Because I guess she with the C already had like a channel at that point. Mm. And were you like, I know all the tricks. I know I have to be consistent because your friend was doing it. Did it help you structure it more? Um, I think it helped in the way that I was just like, oh, like you're you're doing it too. Like it is possible and like we can both do it. And like I said, it was completely different angles. So like, kind of, if I was like, oh, on a Wednesday every week, that wasn't really what she was doing. She was like, come out with funny videos, posting them as and when, um, probably like more frequently than me. And yeah, I think I was just kind of like, oh, it's not that hard and it's not that scary. And like, it can do cool things for you. We're talking like really early days. I think at this point she even had like 15. No, I think she had like 6,000 subscribers at this point. Oh, wow. That's yeah, we're talking like six yeah. years ago now. So That's like, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't like I'd seen her and I was like, oh, wow, you can like make this a job. Or like loads of people yeah. know you. I was just like, oh, this is so fun. Like I was watching her do it and I was in her videos. I was like, this is so fun and it's not at all scary. <laughs> and so you didn't see it like a professional long-term thing. You just saw it like, I want to try this and enjoy it while... Oh, no, like obviously I knew... Like, when I started, obviously, it was, you, you knew that was, a, like, I'm not talking when I was at Zoella days. I'm like, who knew this could be a job? Like, I knew it could be, but I never necessarily, like, thought it would be. For you. Especially because at the moment, like, when you start then, it's just so fun and new. So you're just, like, posting, 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 posting. And then I think I was posting for a year and a half before I even got the, like, credentials is that the right word like the requirements oh. to get monetized on youtube like the partnership program yeah, yeah. youtube pp yeah. yeah so i was posting for like a year and a half like i think i was posting at one point every other day for a year wow. and a half before like i even and then i got that in the may and then i didn't get paid my 60 pound threshold until yeah. the august and i was like oh my god i just made 63 pounds i'm gonna go to top shop <laughs> i was like oh my god i could do so much for my next video like i just thought it was so fun did you um teach yourself to edit 
yeah she helped me with that so that was good because I think cool. one of that was like I was like where do you even kind of start yeah. um and I wouldn't say I did much like much at the beginning like we're talking like kind of like cut out yeah. um or like big spaces or something like I didn't really do much to Jump them cuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah she taught me she has a lot to play and she taught me pretty much everything I knew from the beginning <laughs> good friend yeah she's literally the best friend ever still is <laughs> so how did it change like when you were in school so finishing your like AS and A levels mm-hmm. you were posting sometimes up to twice like every other day mm. that's how, how did you balance that and did you get over the cringeness that you felt when you were like 15 and before you started like how did you lean into it um do you know what? I don't think I ever really seen it as I don't think I ever seen it as cringe I was kind of just like oh this is so fun I did <laughs> did lose one of some of my best friends but that's a whole other story really? yeah because they thought it was and I was like that's cool then I that, can you can carry on thinking like it didn't really sad yeah it's a bit sad but then I was kind of like I'm very much like a realist when it comes to situations I'm like that is sad but then I'm like well at least you're not going to say it again and like at least now I know so what, what I mean? stage did that happen um, I was still in sixth form. I think I've been posting for like a year, maybe. Yeah. Or not even that long, probably. I think it was when I kind of just started. And someone was like, oh my God, it's so awkward, embarrassing. And my best friend's like, oh my God, yeah. Like, and then one of my friends, they were like, she's just said that. And I was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, quite strong at that point where I was like, I kind of knew it would probably happen at some point. Yeah. Like, someone was going to say it. So I was like, okay. Just kind of, it yeah. wasn't drama at all. I was like, okay, well, that's that. Thanks for showing me your true colors earlier on and kind of just. Yeah, I left That's it there. That's so impressive. Like, no, the thing that impressed me about it is that you were quite, like, stable at a young age to not be bothered by it or create drama around it. Because I think yeah. a lot of the time, it when you're that age, you like, feel things so deeply. Yeah. But it, it kind of implies you stayed, like, a relatively, like, consistent, rational person. Like, pragmatic person, I guess, through a lot of, um, a lot of big changes. Yeah, I think so. I think just things like that. Like, obviously, it can be harder and obviously I was a bit like oh that's like really shit because like we had we were in like every single lesson together we used to walk to school together and everything and I was like oh that is a bit rubbish but I was like mm. well okay yeah I was like it's not really like yeah. at least now I know that that's how you felt or whatever and she always says like she didn't and I was like a few months later she apologized and I was like Do you know what thanks but like I'm not sure now if we can yeah <laughs> you're not gonna like bring it back <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like I said, I've just kind of always been a bit of a yeah. realist with things like that. If they don't hold, like, super big, you know... Sway over your life. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I've heard two different versions from people who grew up doing YouTube. There's either, like, people thought it was, like, odd or cringe, or people were, like, as soon as you start doing well, they, like, asked to be in your videos and you end oh, up yeah. at school with, like, often people you weren't friends with trying to be friends for clout, which... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had weird things like that. Not necessarily, like, people wanting to be my friend as such, yeah. I don't think. Um, but, like, in, in uni, if, like, the girls were, like, alone with... So we, like, did a lot of collaborations, and if they went and, like, collaborated with one of the photographers, like, apparently they'd literally sit down on the first, like, question, because I moved courses, so I was on photography. So when they'd be with the photographer, apparently, at the first, and they'd be like, it's like, oh, you live with Megan, doesn't see... So how much money does she make? Like, you would not ask anyone else that question. No. People definitely are just, like, nosier. But then I do think, like, 
I don't know, like of, co- like, of course they are as oh, well. Like, it's <laughs> so chill. You're like, you're not bothered by it. I do so, think like, oh, that's a bit yeah. weird. Especially yeah. if like, they don't chat to me and they're like finally alone with one of my other friends. I do think that like, was a bit strange, but at the end of the day, I'm like, well, they're not. Oh, they're just curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so would I have been? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is well, a bit asked, sad but... they want to ask, but it's Yeah, okay. I wouldn't yeah. have asked, but I would have been just as curious as that you makes sense. So when you, so you were at school, your channel was doing quite well. And then you, mm-hmm decided to do photography at uni so did you know you wanted to go to uni all the time you weren't tempted to go like full-time straight into youtube um i thought i was going to take a gap year um and then i don't really know why now like i think i just kind of wanted to like give it my all for a year and see and then i got into Leeds Arts, which was like my dream uni, like when we had the open day i was like oh this is yeah i love this for photography and then yeah, I kind of got in and didn't want to miss it. So just like went. Um, but yeah, two months in, I changed to fashion branding. Why did you change to fashion branding? I just, I got there and I was like, so I'd done GCSE art and A-level art. Had done loads of fashion photography in them and then kind of got to uni where obviously you like bring it in a lot more like niche. And then I was only kind of responsible for taking the photo. And I was like, oh, this isn't the part of the process that I really enjoy. I was like, it's the putting it together, it's the styling, it's the concepts, the idea, which obviously you do that in photography as well. Mm. But yeah, it's obviously way more focused on like how to actually use camera and this yeah. and that, which I still have absolutely no idea how to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've moved. I was Enough like, to film. Yeah. I was like, this isn't the part that I enjoy. Yeah. So one of my flatmates who's like my best friend was on that course. And I was like, yours course seems cool. I'm going to go over there. And did you feel nervous about changing? Anything like that? Honestly, it was change or drop out. I really, really didn't you like really it. really didn't like it. Photography. Really, really didn't. Yeah, I did not like it. Did you have, um, did you find it was interesting with your audience? Because like, often I guess a lot of them, probably some went to Leeds Uni based, mm-hmm. like Leeds Arts or Leeds based on you. Yeah. And they probably look up to you quite a lot. Because like, it feels like they grew up with you. Yeah. Probably, from the comments yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you probably gave a lot of people confidence to change their courses who wouldn't have done so. That's nice, I hope so. Um, yeah, I think because I, I remember I made a video and it's literally called like, I I changed courses and a uni vlog. Um, and I look very distressed in the thumbnail. Um, and yeah, I just made the whole video and I was just like, this is not working for me, so I'm gonna change. So I hope so, because that would, that would be nice to think because I do think there's a big like, I know I was a bit like, what do I want to change? Like we, it was like nearly December now and I was like, can I just get up and like do that? But like I said, for me, it was like, I do this now or I'll probably drop out at the end of this year. Like I knew really, like I went home for like the weekend because I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I really hate this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope so because it's not, it's really not the end of the world, especially in first year when your grades don't necessarily matter or count towards your final grade. They matter for other reasons, but like towards your final grade, it's really not the end of the world to get up yeah. and move around. <laughs> and I think it's the fact that we like have to specialise from the age of 16. You start like narrowing yeah. down and then you have to write this UCAS personal statement. Some, I found someone reading one on TikTok somehow on oh the algorithm God, came up and it was someone reading their own personal statement for law. And I was like, oh this is intense I could I found it so stressful because I was like you're so young trying to define everything about yourself and you have to point it towards a course Mm -hmm. so it makes you like create a narrative around one path and then when you get there if you don't like it you probably feel really stressed yeah because I didn't even look at another like single option 
Like I was like, I've been doing fashion photography for like four years. I absolutely love this. Didn't actually have another option than like um, UAL at the time. And my parents were like, just have a look at another uni. And I was like, if I'm not going to London, I'm not going. <laughs> and so I went and got to Leeds and I was like, yeah, this place was so much cooler. Um, and then, yeah, so it was quite just like, didn't mean to be stuck in my ways, but just thought I knew. Just thought I had it in the bag. And then I got there and I was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wish I looked a bit further, which is something Poor I always best. say when people ask me about uni. I'm like, just, just yeah, open your mind a little bit. You might be so sure, but just, like, go and look in the other room. Just have a look. Yeah, give yourself t- 20 minutes of thinking about another path. Yeah, yeah. no, I did not even yeah. consider anything else. So okay. I'm very grateful my flatmate was on that course. Otherwise, I probably would have dropped out. Because <laughs> I didn't thank know. You. I would have thank never, you to your flatmate. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Lou. Thanks, Lou. Yeah. yeah. I have <laughs> a lot to her as well. <laughs> some great friends. <laughs> you, you do, actually. Yeah, I do. It's like the ones you lost, you don't really care. You've like, well, got, got great ones You've got now. such yeah, great exactly. friends. Yeah. So how did content in your channel change during uni? Oh, it became very, became very uni-focused. It was either uni-vlogs or like fashion hauls. Yeah. Um, and they did really well because people wanted to know, like I said again, like the reality of uni. I never held back. That I was like, hey, freshers is shit. Like, this is not as fun as people make out. Like I made a video like the reality of UK freshers because I was like, mm. my brothers as well, like they said uni was like the best time ever. And it probably more was so for them. But I feel like you go into freshers week thinking like, well, we did anyway, like, this is going to be, like, a Magaluf week. But you're like, no, you guys are Magaluf of, like, your best friends. You're, like, trying to do that with people you met yesterday. Who happen to just live in your halls or in yeah. your course. Yeah, it's quite weird. Yeah, exactly. So I think me just always, again, like, showing the reality of that. People yeah. appreciated and people enjoyed, I think. Yeah. It's funny to even talk about that. I've never really, <laughs> never really like, sat and been like, yeah, I guess people do really appreciate what I do. Because I'm just like, ah, da, 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 da. You're just like living your life. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. documenting it, I And guess. how do you find the balance between like, because you've done a lot of fashion hauls that have done quite well as well. Mm-hmm. So how did you find balancing this like super personal, like here's the reality of my life with like fashion hauls, which during uni it's hard to do because having the money during uni is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also that's a very different audience. I feel like a few years ago it wasn't though. I feel like fashion halls a few years ago were almost like a get ready with me. Like people just watched them because they enjoyed the person or because like, you know, these websites are big. We don't want to like sift yeah. through them all all the time. But I don't really think, I don't know, I've never, I've never taken this like super, I'm trying to now, super, super serious. And the fact that like I didn't sit down and you like, how am I going to find the balance? Yeah. I kind of just like, oh, I'm going to do... Um, PRT hall oh I'm gonna vlog this week oh I'm gonna just kind of like whatever felt exciting or like it was Halloween I remember I did like a flatmates rate my Halloween like whatever just felt like fun I would do and at that point was when I first started getting brand deals so I'd have people approach me be like can we send you the clothes or can we um some people were gonna pay me and I was like well absolutely let's do this thank you yeah Yeah. so I just kind of yeah kind of winged it all I guess you could say so nice like the number of people who end up with not doing something else while they're a creator and then put a lot of pressure on being a creator to give them a source of happiness Mm. is and I think that's where sometimes you fall into like bad mental health patterns when you've got this pressure to create whereas it feels like for you it was something you enjoyed and you kept in your life because you enjoyed it yeah definitely I think just at uni it was that you said that other outlet and I was really enjoying it and then obviously it did become like my 
part-time slash kind of full-time job alongside um, uni. And that definitely does take that like winging it element out ever so slightly because you're like, okay, well now like I've got funds to make. <laughs> like when it's like that whole time before I was turned up to part-time jobs, receptionist in gym, tutored people, maths and English. Like I was doing all these other things and that was my fun. Whereas now that's the job. It's like making sure you find that other fun. Like at the moment, like even the whole time at uni, it was like, it was, it's never been the main, main focus. Like there's always been something else. Um, But now there's not. So I'm trying to make sure that like I have that, trying to navigate it now slightly where it's like, could fall into a bit of pressure because like now now I'm paying rent. (laughs) And like, yeah, I've got to pay my rent and trying to like still keep it super fun and try and have like creative hobbies on the side so that it all just kind of like flows a bit naturally yeah rather than feeling like too much pressure yeah (laughs) so how did you so when you graduated uni Mm -hmm. what was your plan for the channel because I know you've you know you've traveled a lot but Mm -hmm. did you plan for YouTube and like content to be full-time or did you think you'd go and work in fashion or no I kind of always knew in uni that this is was hopefully was the idealistic job at the end like this is what I really really wanted and kind of knew from the way it was going in uni like it's probably likely that it's going to be at least for a few years hopefully um yeah so kind of hoped it was always going to be the main job and then came out of uni and have wanted to travel for my whole it's my, my whole life it's been like my biggest dream forever and anyone who knows me is sick of me saying that um so I kind of knew as soon as I was out like I just wanted to kind of make it work again one of the things I was kind of like always really really wanted to do it kind of trusted that it would kind of work out me and my friends obviously went away and then me and my boyfriend did a few trips as well so when I finished uni I was like I want my channel to be a travel channel and now we're only talking like in July I was kind of saying this in June um, I just finished and I was like I want to be a travel content creator like that's what I want to do and then I've done that for the last like yeah. three kind of months four kind of months now and now I'm like oh maybe I don't want to be a travel content creator because <laughs> um, I think people see me as that like relatable cozy home blog person yeah and so they didn't actually do as well because yeah. they're just simply not as relatable from the title yeah. and the thumbnail um and yeah I kind of I'm now in a position where like I feel like this is actually the first time since grad where I've sat down and I'm like okay this isn't there's not something else now there's not travel there's not some there's not uni there's not a part-time job I'm like this is it and it's literally like this is the first three weeks of like really my life where I'm like I'm in the position I wanted to be in so I feel like I'm only just navigating that and like with my podcast it's very wellness based I created that last year because I was like, actually, that's where I want to be. Yeah. That's the most like prominent thing in my life and in my mind and the thing I think about the most. I've never really shown that because I got yeah. caught up in like uni and fashion, which I enjoyed. But now I'm like, I'm posting these things. But like, if I really, really look into it, like yeah. what kind of content am I watching? What do I enjoy? Yeah. And my tutor actually helped me realise that because I created my podcast in my last uni module. Yeah. Um, and she was like, this, like, what What do you want to do? And she was like, when you leave here, like, what is it that you want to go and do with this? Or like, who do you, yeah. what are you talking about? What's your story? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that tutor really, like, straight into the depths oh, of your soul there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they were great. Um, <laughs> great people in my yeah. life. And then, yeah, I feel like I've sat down now and I'm like, actually, 
I want to do everything we spoke about. I just want to bring people along my journey and like document it yeah. and show the best and the worst and just moved in alone and I like, can literally really bought my rent. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I just want to show all of this. I want to show what it's like to be in your early 20s and like yeah. if that means... I go and travel because I have like the urge to or whatever like I just want to that's okay yeah I want to travel and be able to change my mind and you're, be able to talk about that and you're right that travel content or being a travel content creator is super aspirational yeah and as soon as you do it people don't connect with you in the same way because mm-hmm. if you have a bad day in Bali they'll be like oh, for you're in Bali yeah well done yeah <laughs> calm down I wish I were in Bali I'm yeah. in London it's grey I'm like uh-huh. I, or like there's oh, worse yeah. days yeah there's way worse yeah. days so actually I guess this kind of matches in with your uni like life guide very fun but mm-hmm. very honest yeah um, I hope so thing. yeah <laughs> do you feel like a lot of your audience are in the same place as you like are they growing up with mm. you or are they younger than you um I'd say we're all pretty similar, give or take like two, three years either side. Like I've got some people that are still coming, definitely less, but I've got some people still coming in that like, they're about to go to uni. Like I definitely get less, like I'm about to start uni DMs. Like in the last three years while I was there, yeah. it was like all I would get, or like I'm just going in second year or like all of this. Um, and then I did, an, I did an event the other day for my podcast and one of the girls there was like 25. Um, so I think, yeah. yeah. Give or take a few years. We're all kind of trying to figure out the next step. Which makes complete sense where you want to take it. Yeah, exactly. So why did you create your podcast? Um, so I love podcasts. I barely listen to music. If, I'm, if there's something in my ear, it's a podcast. And I have always and really only ever listened to self-development, wellness podcasts but came away from a lot of them thinking, feeling worse than at the beginning, thinking like, okay, well, what is the next step here then? So you've just thrown this hour of advice at me Mm. with all these different opinions, all these different steps, all these different topics, and then just not knowing what to do with it. So I kind of wanted to create one that was like, hopefully super lighthearted and like, in a lot of them I'll go away and research a topic and then come back and be like this is what I found here's like some really simple things we can do with like the next yeah. week and it started with like leaving with a mindful moment and a journal prompt it's kind yeah. of now just gone to a journal prompt because they were rather similar yeah but yeah the whole point is that you can come listen to me chat about whatever it is I'm chatting about that week it can give you some advice or some insight or like something that I found that was like helpful nugget of information and then leave you with a journal prompt if you do want to take action on that and like just think about that one question yeah so it's like an an easier direct action you can take that shouldn't feel too overwhelming that's the aim that's cool (laughs) and do you think that's a problem wellness has quite a lot because i think the industry is going to grow massively it's it's like one of the few industries to watch in terms of like growth Mm because we had skincare we're having hair care and wellness is like the core of all that so wellness going to be huge um but do you think that's that's like a common problem with the industry I think with with the industry in general is that we take everything to like extremity um and everything becomes I actually did a uni module that was trend prediction and my trend prediction I decided to focus on was health is the new status um (laughs) because before we had hustle culture to the point where people were coming out saying like oh my god like I've just been showing all these productivity tips and now I literally can't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, now like, I'm so burnt out. Yeah. I feel like we take everything to the extreme. And I feel like yeah. that's online and in my podcast and everything yeah. that I'm trying to do is like 
I'm just trying to find the balance because I've grown up watching everyone go to extremes of health, fitness, productivity. And I'm like, let's not take wellness there. And I feel like some people are. And there's some TikToks that, again, you leave thinking, oh, shit, do I need to be doing all of this stuff? You listen to podcasts and you think, do I need to take on all of your advice? And I think, let's try and leave this on. (laughs) It's wellness. It's supposed to be small, helpful things, habits every day, not an all or nothing approach. Because I think then that's, again, when we take it too far. And do you think social media contributes to that all or nothing intensity? Yeah, definitely. I think that's where it is, isn't it? And it's like the... I always see people doing these like wellness things and I'm like, again, probably because I've studied it in a bit of depth and I'm like, I wonder if this is just super performative. So I actually predicted the next 10 years of wellness culture and I was like, in the first five years, we're going to, everyone's going to go ham. Everyone's going to become the most, the most introverted, the most like looking after themselves the most. It's all going to be so performative. We're going to like post it, post it, post it, not do it in real life. And then I was like, and then hopefully, sadly, but you know, people will be like, oh, this isn't sustainable. And then we'll start reeling it back because there's been like, this is really uni now, but there's been laws passed in a few countries now that like, you can't like actually log on to your work emails on the weekends. Like that's literally, can't do that in some countries now and whatnot. So I think we're getting there. And I hope it doesn't go super formative, but I've watched TikToks where it's like, I went away for a cabin for the weekend and didn't bring my phone. We locked in these boxes and I'm like, you are filming your weekend. Your phone is in the box. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't lie. Yeah. yeah. So and she's like, in, in the comments, she's like, I promise it was on airplane mode like the whole entire time. And I'm like, oh, it's hard to find that balance because I mean, mm-hmm. I make the content and I get it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. It's really funny as well because you can see a lot of like, health and wellness mm-hmm. which I think often you'll notice some of them on TikTok have like ED triggers mm-hmm. it's like my morning routine and it's like yeah of course you have a green smoothie mm. every morning and like I, I don't know it takes it to a degree where if you're still in bed at 8 30 p.m 8 30 a.m you feel like a failure mm-hmm. and that can't be possible every day no it, I, <laughs> yeah and some of the creators that are doing it I'm like also I don't know if you eat the things you say you eat yeah. I think there's also that performative element of they're saying they eat food when they don't have you seen the what I drink in a days on TikTok some of them oh, the matcha in the morning <laughs> oh and all of them lots of them are like, like fun the drinks magnesium things and they're yeah. like just literally like all the supplements and drinks I'm like oh have you ever seen one of the ones where they're like the nutritionists like react to them <laughs> And I'm like, thank God, like, let's, because I was that 16 year old who would have watched that and gone, okay, take I have to buy all these things. Yeah, yeah. to be healthy or to be like the girl, the it girl, the Clinton. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because I think America is very, is even further along on this than the UK. Mm-hmm. So like the vitamin culture and the supplement culture and ingestibles oh, yeah. culture in the UK, in the US is much further along. So you can go to like any, essentially boots and the vitamin selection is like crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it's overwhelming and as a normal person, you don't really know enough about the ingredients to know what you should be taking. No. So then you find yourself scrolling online and you're like trying to work it out and and all these yeah people recommend like a million yeah it's hard random when things to put in liquids. <laughs> so many people making so much content. You don't know who to listen to. You don't yeah. know people are saying they're in nutrition and they're probably not. And mm. yeah, it's like where do you go? Where do you start? And yeah. it's very overwhelming the whole thing. I think. Would you want like ever to have like nutritionist or like podcast guests that like debunk the myths? Yeah, I was saying this to one of my friends I had on the podcast on Monday. She was like, and who else do you want? And I was like, I really want um, a sleep therapist. And she was like, 
what? She was like, that is the last person I thought you were going to say. I was like, I'm just sick of seeing everything on TikTok. Like, you need this much sleep. You need to be doing this to get to sleep. Because I went to an event once, like an online event with Always for their night pads. And there was someone there who talked us through it all. And I was like, I'd love to sit down with a nutritionist, sleep therapist, all of these people and just be like, can we have some real advice, please? (laughs) Actionable tips. Yeah. Yeah, Like, what what do we think about all of these trends? And what do we think? Like, just someone to sit down and be like, if you're going to do like two things do these so I've done that with the next therapist who like has a journal company to sit down and be like how do we actually journal like what is actually useful and how should we be doing it how often should we be doing it and it was like the best episode ever because you're right there are so many different journals with so many different instructions some people bullet journal some people write everything I I find it so overwhelming I can't buy a journal of course of course like you walk into WH Smith or Paper Chase or anywhere and there's so many yeah so what what which one's right Because if there was a right one, why is there so many other ones? It's just like a money-making thing as well. It's hard to get it right. (laughs) It's a lot of money in it. So if you were talking to yourself, if you're talking to your first year in uni, are there any tips you would give yourself? Now that you know way more about wellness, what tips would you give yourself or students to help help manage their lives a little bit better? I was such a stress-head in uni. Yeah, just such a stress-head. I still am, about like everything. Like, I think I would take some of the rational thinking that I have in some areas of my life and just be like, it's not that deep. And I was, like, waiting for, like, the years to be over because this was, like, my dream job. Like, I couldn't wait for uni to, like, be finished. And I think, obviously, my uni experience as a whole was quite different because I was at home for most of it. But um, in terms of wellness, uh, I'd love to say journal recently I've been talking to a new therapist and she's like you don't breathe and I'm like oh <laughs> you're like I thought I did I'm alive I'll like talk to her and I'm like yeah, yeah so this 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 and she'll look at me she go are you breathing and I'm like oh my god I haven't breathed in like four minutes <laughs> um I think I'm just always especially at uni like you're always on high alert and everything's so new to like definitely to say no to more things and just like stay in if you want to stay in and like you don't you're always going to meet friends. You don't need to take every single opportunity there is and probably to stress less because at the end of the day, no one cares what you get in uni. Like, I, I in all honesty, wanted it first and was probably going to be disappointed with anything else at the time. And now, like, me and my friends really literally just met up that weekend and we were like, don't you wish we just didn't care? We just had more fun. So I'm like, we lived down the road from each other or in the same house and never seen each other unless we were in uni, really. Like, we were all just at our laptops and we were here this weekend and we were like now we're hours and hours and hours away from each other and like <laughs> and it's to, so hard yeah I have to make such yeah. so much more effort when you're yeah. in your 20s and like trying to see friends it's like you have to pencil it in months in advance and it just gets worse in your 30s yeah. 30s you're like see you in three months yeah because then you so get to the weekend and someone's like well something's come up now yeah oh they're like I've, I've got three engagement parties seven yeah. weddings and you're like oh no just take advantage yeah. of all of the fun things and just yeah don't deep it out all too much it's meant to be a fun three years it's funny because you in some ways seem like so level-headed that's hilarious isn't it and and, and yeah you're like my friend drama didn't stress me but then in other ways you're like right I need to find the totalizing identity and I need to be hyper-focused and I need to Mm. yeah yeah I'm still trying to figure that one out I'm glad you've come on this journey yeah (laughs) sounds good yeah this is why I think I'm so passionate about just like trying to show the journey and trying to find Mm. the balance and like I said like this big passion of like this all or nothing on social media Mm. because I feel like it's had a huge impact on me actually and I feel like I'm like that in so many ways in my life like that I'm I'm all or if you if you 
like piss me off I'm absolutely nothing <laughs> Did I you? feel like that's kind of where I'm at like something can bother me and I'm like do we really 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 care about that or do we like literally not care at all <laughs> yeah that's not bad well, no, no I don't I don't think it is I think it's a natural way of coping but it means that when you're stressed you're running just on adrenaline and yeah, that's probably yeah. where the therapist and the breathing comes in yeah that's what I'm trying that's my goal this year is to live a slower life to just like chill and did you feel like you were pushed there by the toxic productivity stuff did you follow a lot of that were you mm. like I can make every second of the day productive oh yeah because I was trying to make this work full time was trying to get first in my degree kind of felt like the obvious thing to follow which is why in second year I was like you know what I'm gonna study this and I'm gonna predict it and I'm gonna find out everything about it because I think it was when Grace came out with her working hard or hard yeah. working book and I was just like oh okay everyone let's breathe <laughs> Grace has told us we can slow down so let's all slow down she has and she's got her planners as well and yeah she's, I've got yeah. one oh, yeah I follow Grace's uh, schedules of the day and try to well, I like do Just my own. Yeah. Well, do my own. Yeah. Then post them, and, and then people are like, "Thank you so much for sharing it." And some people are like, "This is making me feel unproductive," and you get mixed messages. You never know mm. if like you sharing that is being honest and transparent and helpful, or if it's making people feel bad. Yeah, it's, it's like, definitely yeah. hyper aware of like yeah. the impact you can have on people like that, mm. especially when I think you've been on the receiving end of it, and you know someone's post has made you think, "Oh, I should get up." Yeah, and I think do- yeah, as well. Like we have to take everything with a pinch of salt obviously is like an obvious thing to say but like remember that like sometimes I'll see Grace's and I'm like wow she's she's doing so well like I should be doing that and then I'll sit down and be like what am I going to do eight till six and I'm like well realistically I don't have enough work today to do something from eight till six I'm like I've only got a few things to do and like I would try and fill that time anyway to be like well that's like how you do it but everything is relative to that person I think that's something hopefully people are realizing more and more that like just because that works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah, and the power of slow thinking and slow living is actually, yeah. like, you'll probably come up with better ideas. Yeah. Do you think content creators need more mental health and wellness and balance support? Because Ooh. someone asked me this the other day and was like, would that be a business idea? And I was like, content creators are under way more pressure. And then you see people like Grace who have mm-hmm. businesses, multiple businesses, books, constantly posting as well. Well, not constantly, yeah. podcasts, posting. And they're like, how do I fit it in? And I think there's a lot more pressure on content creators than there has been before. Yeah, I think it's, I think definitely. And I think sometimes I'm like, oh, do I want to say that? Because I'm like, I think we're all aware of how much of a, I really don't like the word like lucky because I think everybody's really, really worked to be where they are. But just because you've worked to get somewhere and it's someone else's idea doesn't mean it's always like the easiest thing in the world. and doesn't mean it doesn't have its cons, which is something I'm trying to come to terms with. Um, but yeah, I think definitely. Or even just as well, because it's just like a lonely job. Like you think you feel, I don't know, like caught up or the pressure, but like unless you have loads of friends in the industry, which I feel like these days like TikTokers who have like become really famous like in their bedroom and there's been no events for two years, like they might not know anyone else. So it's like... Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you go about that, but I think definitely, like, they could... I'm sure there's probably every content creator has, like, something on their mind or something they want to talk about or something yeah. that's getting them down. And the loneliness part, you're right, because you can't share it yeah. with your audience because it comes across as yeah. often, like, ungrateful. But it's not ungrateful, but it's hard to... Yeah, yeah. every job, no matter how ideal and beautiful, yeah. is obviously always going to... There's always going to be something. There's always going to be a con. And you're not saying that makes it a bad job. I wouldn't mm. change it for the world, but, like... There's still some cons. 
yeah. <laughs> great. So what's something you're excited to achieve in 2023? Um, I've been trying to do my goal for 2023 is monthly podcast events because I love my community so much and I love seeing them all come together. And like we were just saying, like it's lonely. And as I talk about this on my socials, but as bad as it sometimes sounds, you forget numbers of people to realise and real brains thinking about you and watching you. So it's just so nice to see them all come together. So I really, really hope I can get to the end of the year and I've done one every month. Like that's my biggest goal. So how big are the podcast events? They're super small at the moment. Like that, well, I say super small because I'm trying to, downplay it because it won't sound like a lot to other people to me it's huge <laughs> but um like there's like 35 people coming to them that's which, really good yeah i think i think it's really cool like, but <laughs> to travel and to come in and to see yeah, yeah it's that's amazing good. yeah i love it and i don't think i would actually do them much bigger i think i'd just mm. do them over the whole weekend because as soon as there's more people i can't chat to you all and that's why i'm doing them i don't want to sit there and be like too much people came to my podcast event no. because then it's <laughs> like the Stephen Bartlett selling out auditoriums. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'd rather yeah. do it like people you actually know can get to know. Yeah, exactly. Than, yeah, I'd love to do stuff like a live podcast, something one day. But at the moment, I'm like, that's not that's not my fo- my focus yeah. has never really been to like grow huge and huge. It's to grow with like just a community that like we all know each other and like it's just yeah. smaller and tighter is has always been my goal than like worldwide auditoriums <laughs> so it loses its purpose then I think a little bit yeah it loses a sense of connection yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch this back in six years and be selling out worldwide and be like <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> no but I, I do think that's something that's different about your YouTube content especially compared to like TikTokers who grew really big you're right from within their bedroom and often it was for things that were I don't know they don't have that same relationship with their audience because you're not following a creator you're following content yeah, which I do think is equally as okay though, because yeah. I think, in it, like initially, like at the root of it, our job really is to entertain. So if you're just there to like entertain someone and to like have, you're just the person like people watch for a laugh or for whatever. Like I don't think there's anything as wrong in that either, as long as that keeps you ticking and you're happy and you find that good motivation to keep going. Yeah. So but yeah, I think it's good. I think we need people like that because if again, if everyone had value and purpose and a message oh my god I wouldn't open TikTok I'm so tired I love that sometimes <laughs> yeah or just like an easy watch like if yeah. everything was always so heavy and with the like core value I think yeah. it wouldn't have the same effect it would be overwhelming yeah. yeah do you want to do some breathing exercises do you want to tell me how to do breathing exercises okay so <laughs> so excited I mean this is super super simple okay I've been super but stressed so I'm excited for I'm this I'm literally one. sweating are you okay do you want me to do a little air yeah, so with my new therapist, I've actually only had a couple of sessions with her, okay. but she's like, you don't breathe. And when someone's really stressed, like you really breathe in your chest. Do you, do you know, when's the last uh, time you took like a full deep breath? Or is that something you do a lot? Uh, no, so I've been quite stressed recently. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is open up. One of my friends um, was trying to help. So mm-hmm. like I, got, I was getting stressed at the stage where my skin was breaking out, like my hair I think was coming out. Oh yeah. Like, but no one knows because obviously I keep very quiet and I'm like yeah. living just living my life and my friend was like oh my god like I'll do a Reiki session with you which is very oh. sweet which I I think Reiki's good because you just breathe I don't know if I believe mm-hmm. in all the other stuff but great and she was like I'm going to send you this podcast try and meditate and I was like I don't have time to do that but okay mm-hmm. and I was sat in like in the airport I was like I'll try this meditation and it was like deep breath meditation this Mm -hmm. was a few days ago I literally started crying in the airport and I was like trying to hide that I was crying because I was like because the breathing was such a release yeah it's crazy because you're like oh I didn't 
didn't yeah, realize yeah. like a breath could have such an impact. Yeah. Like if I if, if only I've known that this whole time I was at uni and someone was like, hey, just just literally breathe. And she was saying, so unhelpful when someone says just breathe because yeah. you're like, oh, I am breathing. But like taking like a slow breath okay. will come to the like tell your nervous system that like you're actually okay and you have this minute to like breathe. So you do four in. Yeah. Okay. So you go one, two, three, four, and six out. So one, two, three four five six and even if we do that like three times in the morning afternoon evening because I'm the same I'm like I want to meditate every day but if you that seems a bit full on yeah but if you can just sit and like into your stomach yeah like deep breathe into Mm -hmm. your stomach not like shallow breaths in your chest that are just gonna because that's how you breathe like when you're stressed or panicked yeah you're like this like all the time like a hunting dog (laughs) yeah but like you don't even realize it but day to day that's how I breathe like just shallow in my chest so trying to this is only something I've been doing literally like the last like few weeks since she said like points in day I'll like be working and I'm like am I breathing and I'm like okay boring six out literally three of them and like you said it's actually crazy how much better you feel much physically different yeah Yeah. like even now my whole body is more relaxed yeah I do this to my boyfriend if he's like road raging in the car I'm like (laughs) 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 so do you do this multiple times a day I'm like trying I'm not going to say it's something I'll be doing for ages literally my therapist said this to me in like our session like last week and I was like okay and she sent me a video and yeah because I'll sit down and be like I don't have time to meditate I don't know what I'm thinking about I don't know what I'm doing but I'm like yeah. just points in the day I'll be like am I breathing you can breathe yeah yeah. because meditation feels like you have to be in a zone and listening yeah, to something yeah and like There's you said I'm like, in an airport like it doesn't feel like it's you can do it all the time anywhere yeah but you can sit on a train and be like am I still breathing yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you're not crying on the train or in the airport, yeah. which is really good because you don't really want anyone to see you and be like, oh, that's... Yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Megan crying in the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so is there anything you would like, if viewers want to know more about you, is there anywhere they should go? Well, if you like the sound of stuff I've been talking about and the vibe of my content, my podcast is Life's Your Bitch. Um, <laughs> trying to change the narrative. That is the whole vibe of the podcast, just trying to take life and look at it in a different way perspective it's on spotify apple it's also on youtube and yeah if you do want to come to one of our events hopefully there'll be another one announced soon because i don't know when this is going up but there'll hopefully be every month <laughs> going out in february so there you go yeah yeah cool. there's one in february yeah monthly in 2023 yeah cool. hopefully <laughs> well thank you very much